Hi, this is Brian Kralowitz. I'm the Director of University Counseling Services here at Truman State University, and you are again uh, tuning into our weekly podcast. I am here with our scholarship student, Laith Mayfield, and uh, we're here today to talk about not maybe the, the most lively and peppiest of topics, but kind of the idea of uh, suicide risk reduction or suicide prevention. And so I'm going to turn this on over to Laith, who's our student representative that uh, kind of asks the everyday, everyday questions for us to kind of uh, hopefully entertain and, and, uh, and inform you a whole bunch about stuff like this. And so today we're going to talk about suicide prevention. All right. Thanks a lot, Brian. Uh, thanks, everybody, for uh, for listening. And uh, as Brian said, it's not uh, exactly uh, the most, uh, you know, exciting or, or maybe happy topic we could talk about, but it is something that's, uh, you know, uh, pretty important, uh, especially to people um, of our age and people who are in a, a high-stress environment uh, like we are. So... Um, uh, I guess why don't we start with some uh, some more basic information? Um, how okay if I'm if I'm looking around and if 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 I'm sort of operating from my own like say close like nucleus like group of friends, um, how am I supposed to know if someone uh, is in danger of, of of committing suicide or if they're thinking about suicide? In other words, what are some signs of that? Sure. Um, one thing that's important to know is that. A lot of times, there's there's a lot of times that people can know signs, and there's obvious signs if someone says, "I'm feeling very suicidal," which is the best, most direct level. Right, but, but there's right. a lot of things where, and I always like to make sure that just because something could seem suicidal does not mean it is. So if someone is, "Hey, I want to give you my CDs. I don't want them anymore," that could mean someone just doesn't like that music anymore and is giving them right. away, or it could mean something. And so it's never right. this really, unless it's a direct, "I am suicidal." Which we don't, we hardly ever get that, right? I mean, it, well, you know, I've really seen a whole bunch here on campus where I think when you went to Facebook or IM, we've had more people reach out and will put down, like, I really don't know if I want to be alive. Okay. They'll, they'll leave kind of these vague kind of away messages or their status updates. Right. I think people have felt very comfortable that way. I don't think people typically go to somebody, but most people that we see in our office oftentimes will have written something or have done something where it's really kind of this usually it's not as direct but mm-hmm. usually it's a lot more you know i'm not sure why i'm you know why i'm not sure what the purpose of life is anymore i don't know what the, why i'm around anymore right. i feel like i'm a waste they're not really like face to face with someone so they feel more freedom but what ends up happening is that people will give little signs if, if, if a person's connected to 10 people they might tell you you know mm-hmm. man you know Something ever happens to me, you know, make sure my, you know, make sure my car gets my brother. And it's like, all right, you know, that's kind of an odd statement. You don't right. think much about it. Right. But then they tell the, your other friend that you're connected to kind of a whole idea of, you know, you know, you know, please make sure that my, that this money gets paid back to this person if something happens to me. Mm-hmm. And, if, and if you end up putting together, I always tell people there's a difference between gossip versus being concerned. So right. if you're worried about a friend, the best thing you could probably do is go to other friends saying, hey, have you seen this with, you know, with Billy over mm-hmm. here? And they go, yeah, they said something weird to me. When you start putting two and twos together, then mm-hmm. you go, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. Usually someone doesn't go to one person and unload everything. A lot of times there's a lot of those little pieces. And when I've been around, it's a horrible situation after someone has committed suicide. Mm-hmm. What really is horrible is that people usually go, they told you that. Well, they told me this. And they and people get together okay. and they put it together. Yeah, yeah. And what happens is people, and I didn't want to spread gossip. I didn't want to say something weird. Mm-hmm. It's a moment where you either directly go to the person, which is probably the best thing to say. That's kind of freaking me out. What's going on? Are you feeling suicidal? Mm-hmm. That's the best approach. But if you kind of go, I don't know what this is, to, to inquire with other people, not mm-hmm. in a gossipy way, but out of a, 
I'm really concerned why. Right. Okay, so it's a matter of, of not taking maybe, like, isolated incidents and, and sort of being happy with that, but just, like, maybe digging around a little bit. and Yeah. You know, and, and worst-case scenario, I mean, if they're if they're not, if maybe maybe you misinterpreted, worst-case scenario is they know you're concerned about them. That, so, I and mean, I, the one thing I always tell people is trust your gut. If someone says something to you that makes you kind of have that, that kind of a stand-up, you know, the hairs in your head raise up and your spine mm-hmm. gets a little bit stiffer type of thing, if you have that, the best thing, I mean, if you if I went to you and I said, Lath, you know, I'm getting kind of weird. Are, are you thinking about committing suicide? Mm-hmm. You would probably say, no, why do you say that? I right, mean, it, right. there's not like this point where someone's like, well, now I've, wow, you, how could you do this ever to me and say this? It, people usually be like, well, you know, and you kind of, well, I did, you were saying this, it was kind of freaking mm-hmm. me out. Most people are pretty grateful that someone thought to ask right. that question. And speaking of that, um, people are sort of scared um, sometimes to ask about that because they're they're afraid of putting the idea in someone's head. Is that a valid fear? I mean, does that, does well, that ever happen? Let me ask you this. I just asked you a few seconds ago. Now I asked you if you were thinking about committing suicide. Are right. you thinking about committing suicide? Uh, no. And, and, so, and so a lot of, it, it really doesn't ever, if someone, you ask someone who's not suicidal about it, they're not. Well, I'll almost guarantee you, and that people don't know, is how much people do think about suicide, mm-hmm. that if someone asks it, it's kind of like, oh, now I can finally talk about what's going okay. on. Okay, yeah, it's, yeah. it's just relieving to somebody that it's like, I can get here with this and not feel horrible about it. I think we're, the worst thing is people is having this thought, they don't share it because... I don't want to say something, and they're just constantly brewing it over in their head. So you do right. not, so if I asked you here, you're not more suicidal now that I've asked right, you. Right, yeah. If someone is suicidal, and they ask it pretty honestly, it's scary for you being the person like, oh, God, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not trained for this. But right. but my guess is you're trained to be a friend. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay. Uh, you said, uh, you know, you just said, oh, oh well, I'm not, I'm not trained for this. So um, if we do encounter someone uh, who, who, yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it's it's great that someone finally asks. I've been feeling this way. Uh, what should we do at that point? Well, okay, a couple of things. Probably even before that, let me go go a step back. Okay. That if anybody wants to, one of the things that the counseling center and we are kind of spreading this out to other departments on Truman, we do a training called QPR. It's kind of a takeoff of a little cute CPR. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are CPR trained, and CPR is basically designed if someone is choking or they're not breathing or they have right. a heart attack, that you are not there to to resolve the world's problems. You're mm-hmm. there to make sure that other people can get in there for this. QPR right. is that for suicide. It is designed okay. for you to quickly be there. I have to be here for a period of time for kind of emergency. No one else is around to do this mm-hmm. and help you out. QPR is a train that we do in our office. If anybody's ever interested for themselves or for a group, just reach out to University Counseling Services and say, I'd like to go to have someone set up to a QPR training. It does not have to be for anything particular, but if a sorority or fraternity would like, just want to have this knowledge base, reach mm-hmm. out to us. We'd love to do this training for everybody. And the QPR basically comes down to being first off teaching people how to ask the question mm-hmm. are you suicidal it sounds odd but people are very fearful of asking that question right. then you are looking at persuading someone to say you can get help you can get over this people are suicidal like it's they reach usually a point where they feel like this is one of their few options they can do is mm-hmm. to persuade them there are other options they can make things that can change their lives and then the last mm-hmm. one is referring how to say go to someone who's a lot more trained for this and not right. fully be on me right. and that's the whole idea so so hopefully if someone has that they would know what to do but mm-hmm. going to your question of what would somebody do um, the first thing is one thing we talk about all the time with QPR training is don't ask this two minutes before going to class and you have to leave. Right. You know, if you ask the question, are you suicidal, mm-hmm. you must be prepared for the answer. It's like it's like going to somebody saying, hey, how are you doing today? We do that all the time. Right, Most right. people always say, oh, I'm having a good day, thanks. 
But part of that is the allure of someone saying, it is the worst day of my life. <laughs> you must be like, oh, okay, I'm going to be slowing my life down here because I have to sit down <laughs> right, with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for asking. I've had a horrible day. It's like, oh, God, I didn't mean to. <laughs> so if you ask someone, what's, are you thinking about suicide, you mm-hmm. must be prepared be for a little. If they, Because if you're feeling it, there's a good chance you're probably right. And so did the willingness to kind of talk to somebody for a while. Okay. So that, that willingness to kind of get brave enough to say this. The one thing I always pin someone on is don't ever say, I will never tell anybody else. And so right. on this campus alone, if you live in the residence halls, almost I think almost all, if not all, the essays have gone through QPR training. Mm-hmm. So if you have to reach out to a student and say, I've got my friend over here. The thing about committing suicide, uh, mm-hmm. essays are more involved. They know right. how to channel into the hall directors. They know how to channel into our office. You can come to our office directly. We have people probably every other week, I would say, come in with, I have a friend I think is really suicidal. What should I do? Mm-hmm. They don't want to get counseling. What you know? We'll kind of help them with that element of what we can do and how to help them out arranging that. The key thing is don't just go, I don't know what to do, so I'm going to be paralyzed and frozen. There's some logical things like talk to your parents. Talk to maybe that person's parents. Talk Mm -hmm. to, they might have a sibling here on campus. Mm -hmm. People sometimes, for some reason, they love to gossip about juicy stuff, but when it gets to stuff that is really good to share with other people, they're like, I don't want to say anything. (laughs) You know, so if someone knows something or aware of something, you're not, people oftentimes on campus, I think, have told us, I don't want to get them in trouble. No one's going to get in trouble for being suicidal. We're, we're trying to help them out. So don't, yeah. there's that like, you know, it wasn't like they're cheating on a test. Right, right. It, this is, I, I'm really worried about them. Mm-hmm. The, people will interview in their, that individual's life and will probably alter that person's life, but that's what we're trying to do. That's a good thing. Right, okay. All right. Um, okay, so then if you, if you look at it then, how... How like what are the chances you said to go with your gut, but yeah. like what are what are some sort of like if I look at it, what are the chances that someone I know is suicidal or has thought about sure. suicide? Great question. We we do a survey on campus. Actually, the Student Health Center really runs it. And actually, I think people are going to be sent the survey to complete online. And I think mm-hmm. about a week or two. It's the National uh, College Health Assessment Survey, and it's done mm-hmm. by the American College Health Association. Um, and this is a survey that goes everything from like back pain to uh, you know flu to alcohol. Mm-hmm. It's a wide range of health. Okay. One of the things they focus on is, is on mental health. Mm-hmm. We've did this survey. We didn't do it last year, but we've done it three years prior to that. And that every year we came up with basically one of the questions is they ask, "Have you felt? Have you seriously considered attempting suicide within the last academic year?" Mm-hmm. At Truman, so this is not national stats, and their national stats are about the exact same as Truman's. Okay. About 10% of our student body say they have seriously considered attempting suicide within the last academic year. Really? So if wow. you have 10 friends, mm-hmm. one of them probably has thought about attempting suicide. Wow, that's crazy. It is crazy. And then, and then you get to a certain point where then the next question goes into have you attempted suicide within the last academic year? Not a lifetime, attempted suicide within the last academic year. Right. I think this last year our numbers was 1.1% of our of Truman student body. So Holy that cow. so to put in perspective, that's about 60 students on our campus. Wow. Um, that is attempted. Not not right. you know 600 have thought about it, mm-hmm. 60 have attempted. So if you know you mentioned you're in a service fraternity mm-hmm. earlier that we've gotten to know each other in terms of this, I would say there's probably 100 members. There's probably mm-hmm. one member in that service fraternity 
that has attempted suicide within this last academic year, just from a wow. statistical standpoint. And those numbers have been really consistent over the, over the three years we gave the survey. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't be, not be shocked if that we do the survey this year, the numbers will be identical to that. Mm-hmm. So it, it, and those aren't the same as the most national numbers. Truman's numbers do not differ very much at all from the national numbers mm-hmm. that we see. So from a standpoint, 600 people on this campus this year have thought about it. And I, you know, I put it in perspective that in the counseling center, we're probably guessing we're going to see about 540 people this year for clinical mm-hmm. services. A vast majority of them don't have suicidal thoughts. Mm-hmm. So where are the other 400 people who have been thinking about suicide? What are right, they doing right, about right, right. this? Okay. So it is not something that people reach out all the time for. And we usually see about one-third of people who think about suicidal thoughts will actually reach out for help. So mm-hmm. two-thirds don't. That's, I mean, I mean, it's it's nice that we've not had a suicidal death on this campus. I think in seven years, mm-hmm. but but we are, but when you hear one point one percent of our students have attempted suicide, and then it's it's numbers, it's not you know? that it's they're they're happening. It's not like we mm-hmm. we solved this problem. It's very right. much a, a big pervasive issue, hmm. which is why we're trying to push doing the QPR stuff to mm-hmm. get people more connected. Because really, when you look at why who students reach out to, the the number one person they'll typically tell this to is friends. Yeah. Okay. The second people they'll tell it to is to oftentimes parents. Mm-hmm. It really is low down the list when it's the counseling center. Right, <laughs> you know, right. so it's not ironically. It, it, well, they just of. they reach out to people they're comfortable with. They, mm-hmm. If they know if they know you as Lath and they kind of like he's pretty cool, they're going to try to drop some hints or be real direct or send you something because they mm-hmm. want you to know. They don't know, you know. Hopefully by podcast they'll go, oh, that's that Brian guy on the podcast, mm-hmm. or that I know him from whatever presentation in class. Right. They typically won't reach out to me directly. They'll reach out to you to, you know, and and, and they won't really reach out to an essay. They reach out to the person who they happen to be an essay. Right. So okay. that's the key part. Okay. So that's why doing this, it's not that the counseling center can prevent or do any risk reduction for suicide. We really have to have everybody on campus be aware of it because that's who's going to be seeing it first. You're the first mm-hmm. responders. Just like if someone has a heart attack, you don't have paramedics running around going, I think I know where the next heart attack is going to take place. Right, right. You have people trained so when people have a heart attack, you get that 20, 30 minutes to get the paramedics there. Same with suicidal stuff that you might it might take a few days before someone really is actively seen or mm-hmm. you know and most people who are suicidal don't and I, people, one of the stereotypes people go I don't want to tell anybody that I'm suicidal because they're going to hospitalize me if someone is not an active danger to self or danger to others we don't hospitalize we really don't hospitalize many people on this campus right. so if people come up and say I'm really having suicidal thoughts we're not going to flip out <laughs> over this we're not <laughs> going to like tell the hospital day, we're going to send you away for three years <laughs> that is not the case it really will not be unless you are truly a danger to self where you say I cannot guarantee my safety and you're not willing to abide by a safety plan mm-hmm. you're there's so many people on this campus that we see in our counseling that our active students are doing very well academically mm-hmm. that are feeling suicidal thoughts, which is mm-hmm. a, kind of an odd thing. You don't think yeah, yeah, that way. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Um, so speaking of, like, reaching out and stuff, why don't more people reach out, do you think? I mean, you know, we can get a whole bunch of stereotypes. One is, is it's, you know, that something's wrong with me if I actually admit it to somebody else, mm-hmm. and that proves that something's wrong with me. There's some people are very religious saying it's a sin. Um, and I, one of my favorite lines I got was someone who was a pretty religious person, and they said, then they were talking to somebody, well, how do you coincide this being a sin? And they said, well, is this a forgivable sin or an unforgivable sin? And they said, having suicidal thoughts in my mind and telling somebody, mm-hmm. that's, that's a forgivable sin. And, and, and they were talking about the idea of that, you know, they, they used the joke of saying that I had a big breakfast this morning. I've already committed a sin. He goes, and they were joking, by noon, I've probably committed 10 sins. Most of them are right. forgivable. <laughs> the unforgivable ones are the big ones. So sometimes yeah. it's religious com- components. Sometimes it's the sense of that, you know, you feel so hopeless that why would you go to somebody because it's just, why would I waste their time? A lot of people come mm-hmm. up to our office and say, I didn't come in earlier because, you know, I didn't want to bother you. 
I mean, it's it's really this kind of when you get that depressed and you're that like this is a solution. Mm -hmm. um, You you get so, and when you're that suicidal, your your mind gets very limited focus. You don't see lots of options, and Mm -hmm. you don't want to. You know, sometimes you don't want to bother friends with it. A lot of people would would probably the line we hear a lot of times from friends is like, "I would have never guessed this person being suicidal. They're always so happy." Mm-hmm. And that it's not looking for the mopey person. They could be suicidal, but it really is a, a non-discriminatory. You know, right. it, it's hard to, to discriminate sometimes between between like a, a, a mood thing or a long-standing personality characteristic because there are just some people who are, you know are just a, a little bit you know like you said a little bit more you know mopey than most other people. So it's yeah. it's sort of hard to distinguish. Absolutely, and so that's kind of the you know. So as as people are going through and listening to this, please be aware that you know there you know it's you'd rather be better off being wrong. You know, you kind mm-hmm. of a, I forget I was in stats is either type one or type two error, and I, I you might know this because you've taken stats more recently. Right. But yeah, I'd rather have people judge and say, "Are you thinking about suicide?" Mm-hmm. And person going, "No," versus going, "I don't want to say something. I don't mm-hmm. want to intrude on someone's life." And but I will say, if you ask that question, you are probably be prepared that you're involved, just like CPR. If you see someone fall down and you get involved. You can't go. Can someone else do this? You're probably yeah, the one you, you doing can't, this. You know, or you can't. You can't start giving CPR and then just like, oh, okay, checks here. Yeah, I, I, gotta go. I, I gotta go. Class. I'm yeah. having a. This is coming up. <laughs> so that's why the nice thing about this is most of time you're not walking into someone in a suicide attempt. You're oftentimes just getting someone like something's going on. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you the number of times that people have told me, I thought about they said this, but I didn't want to say something. It's mm-hmm. and that's why if anybody's listening to this, and I realize we're kind of trying to wrap this up a little bit, but the QPR training is really there to help you feel more comfortable and that you really do have the skills to probably intervene initially mm-hmm. a lot of people say oh, i'm not trained in this well qpr trains you enough to just like cpr does i'm not cpr does not prepare you to do open heart surgery right. cpr does not prepare <laughs> you to do you know extensive evasive things it's there mm-hmm. to just delay time so someone can come in there and help right, out right the one difference in this is that if you're the person that's involved you tend to stay involved with someone's life you usually will do a little follow-up down the road like hey how's it going with mm-hmm. cpr you you know okay they got it all figured out great wonderful i move on they're mm-hmm. still breathing mm-hmm. now QPR, I will warn you, it does make you be more of a kind of a, a component of someone's life. Right. Um, and so okay. it's not like you walk away from CPR like, okay, the paramedics came, I can walk away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You tend to be the one that's a little bit more involved for a little bit longer. It's not mm-hmm. extensive, but it's, you know, you more never know what it's going to be. More yeah. of what it's going to be, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's one of the nice things about Truman is people don't usually mind getting involved. And this is just, mm-hmm. it's okay to be involved. Right. Okay. Um, I guess as we wrap it up here, uh, is there is there anything you you want to add or anything like that? I mean, no. The key part is like if anybody listening to this is just involved either for yourself or with an organization, and it doesn't have to be anything that's a mental health organization. It can be you know you know your what is APO. it APO. I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be anything connected to any. Thing. It's just kind of like we just need someone to come in and, you know, part of a, a part of the group is to learn about things. This is just an, a topic that would be great for people to be more aware mm-hmm. of. So if people want to do this, reach out to my office. I'm probably the main contact person, but there's going to be other people that will be involved mm-hmm. um, with this. But it's QPR, Question, Persuade, Refer. It's a one-hour training. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a lot of extensive stuff. It's just feeling more comfortable with this. And that, that does make a difference if you feel comfortable with it um, and that you're able to... You know, be, know what to do versus being I'm frozen. I don't know what to do because right. this is weird stuff. This is not the standard yeah, this is, conversation. This is heavy stuff. I mean, for know. me, I do this as a living, so it's I'm like eh, every day. But right. for you, it's like mm-hmm. oh, that's kind of freaky, weird. I don't want to ask yeah. someone if they're suicidal. Yeah, it's heavy. So, so this is where it's getting people to feel like it's less heavy in terms of that. Okay. 
right. Uh, what's the number over at UCS? Uh, number over at UCS is 660-785-4014. And just if you want to email us at UCS at Truman.edu. And if you happen to be listening to this, um, we're trying to promote this. We're actually on iTunes now. So subscribe to our podcast. And Lathan and I yeah. will be here for the rest of the semester. And I'm sure we'll be picking this up again in the fall and go from there. Yeah. So thank you, everybody, for listening. And, right. if again, QPR in our office. And we'll be here next week. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, everybody. Thank <laughs> you.